I'm Will McHenry, the Program Associate at Ponars Eurasia, and with us today is Pavel Baev, a research professor at the Peace Research Institute Oslo. Pavel, thank you so much for joining me for this Ponars podcast. Why didn't Russia intervene against the Velvet Revolution in Armenia? That's a question on which it's very difficult to find a logical answer. Uh, because it's clear that for Russia, revolutions as a, as a phenomenon of uh, modern international uh, relations is a huge security challenge. It is something which President Putin describes in very, in very st- strikingly gloomy terms, like an evil, like a producer of chaos, like something which is manipulated and uh, sponsored uh, and directed by his uh, Western adversaries. So, you know, in this very strong discourse, which is also not just words, which is uh, uh, reflected in many official documents, including the military doctrine, it's very hard to find an explanation why suddenly it was ignored. And one possible explanation is essentially geopolitical. And that's what I hear from my Armenian colleagues, that from the very beginning of the revolution, uh, Armenian opposition taking to the streets made it very clear that nothing would change in the relations with Russia. Armenia would relay a reliable ally no matter what. And yes, there is a uh, rationale to that explanation, but nevertheless, it doesn't still quite provide an answer because revolution is a threat as such. Uh, Putin's regime uh, is really very sensitive to these sort of threats, much more to the geopolitical games, which can play, play this way or that way. Revolution is perceived as hitting somewhere very painfully to the very heart of that regime, authoritarian uh, in its nature. So, uh, my only explanation for that lack of response is that they essentially missed the, uh, the right moment to do. They had plenty of opportunities to intervene, not militarily, but with all sorts of hybrid means, from corruption to propaganda, from uh, unleashing the uh, legion of trolls for attacking the social media uh, to just buying, um, uh, trying to buy the opposition out. All sorts of means were available, but I think Putin was at that moment preoccupied with his own presidential elections and the inauguration. It was a World Cup in uh, football, which was kind of coming up. Uh, Attention span is limited in the regimes of this sort where you know, there is one decider and everything needs to go through him. And if he's busy and preoccupied with anything and doesn't have enough time to, get, uh, to bother about regions like the Caucasus, that is it. And then suddenly it is too late. The prime minister has resigned and whatever, kind of the, uh, whatever means you have cannot really roll the uh, revolution back. You can try to influence, you can try to manipulate around it, you may try then to make sure that it's not really successful. 
but the, uh, the moment for uh, really stopping it w- uh, was missed, and I think it was a blunder. On that note, what will Russia try to do next? And certainly in Armenia, they are very worried about this question, on which they uh, cannot have a convincing answer. Again, Russia is preoccupied uh, with many other things, uh, but uh, all those preoccupations with small uh, setbacks and failures during this autumn, and Putin had a long list of those, from Syria, where the uh, Russian plane was shot down and the scandal with Israel uh, followed and is still there, to the uh, withdrawal from the INF Treaty by the United States, to this uh, uh, Ukrainian Orthodox Church, which is getting out of Russian control, to the non-meeting with Trump in Paris, after all, one thing after another, after third, you feel that the sum total of this setback is accumulating and is creating pressure in the Kremlin, yet you want to break the trend. You need to do something proactive. You need to move somewhere which would allow you to score a victory, even if a small victory, but nevertheless, in order to break the trend, in order to mobilize back the public opinion, in order to take away the feeling that the regime is losing control. And in this regard, certainly Armenia remains a an attractive but a difficult target, uh, simply because there is all sort of technique how to make sure the revolution fails. And it was tried in Ukraine after the first Maidan, and indeed Yunukovych very successfully came back after that. Um, it is still kind of in the works in the same in the same Ukraine. It is possible to invent all sort of uh, ways and means that would ensure that the revolution in, uh, in Armenia fails, but Russia is a bit worried to play that because, you know, bringing Armenia to bankruptcy is still uh, a hit on your own geopolitical interests, yeah. much the same way as trying to manipulate the conflict in Nagorno-Karabakh. Maybe successful, but it's also a hit on your own geopolitical interests. I think what Russia might try to do is to uh, intervene in Georgia. That is a country which is, you know, in many ways for Russia, uh, an irritant. Something where Russia made a rather successful victory back in 2008, but the fruits were not sweet enough, so to say. Georgia remains very clearly on the pro-Atlantic, pro-European track, uh, and there is no way of changing it. Georgia is very cautious not to uh, create any casus belli for Russia, certainly, unlike in the year 2008, but Russia doesn't really need any pretext. And it is a low-hanging fruit. It is something for the Russian military overstretched as it is uh, from Syria to Donbass to, to God knows, to the Arctic. It's still very doable. You know how to do it, been there, done that. Porti is very, uh, very vulnerable. Georgian army is not in good shape at all. So uh, a small intervention here would not only be a victory as such, but it would also make possible for Russia to establish a land corridor towards Armenia. And that is something which Russians have thought to about uh, a lot. And it would also put Armenia in a very different position. First, how to respond to Russian intervention against Georgia. It's very difficult to remain neutral.
and then how to respond to the fact that Russia is now very close to your borders and for instance in the Halkalaki region which is populated uh, at least partly by the Armenians where Russia used to have a military base and now can have another one and that really changes for Armenia a lot of uh, in its geopolitical situation making it much more vulnerable to Russia's pressure making it much more uh, uncertain in how to uh, continue the democratic uh, transition which is principle what this revolution is about. Fascinating. Pablo, thank you so much for joining me for this Bonars podcast. My pleasure.